Pickaxe. Hello and welcome back to the Review of Death, a Doctor Who podcast, your fortnightly home for Doctor Who news and reviews. It's the first time you've got it absolutely bang on I know, and I'm not s- messed I, it know, up. I was actually practicing it at home thinking, <laughs> like, I must get this right, I must get this right. Looking at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, yes, hello, I'm Matthew Toffolo, as ever. I'm joined by Billy Garrett-John. Hello, Billy. Hello, Matthew. How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. Um, not so good having just come from the flat, having just watched four parts of, all four parts, all four parts of <laughs> Warriors of the Deep. Was that all four parts or all I ha- four parts? Uh, both. Yeah. It was horrendous. But um, here we go. Any Doctor Who news? The only Doctor Who news I can think about was, I don't know, I mean, we talked a little bit about season 22. Yeah. Um, maybe not so much what's on it besides that one that I'm on. Yeah. But it looks really, really cool. It does look really good. Uh, the uh, promo video was really cool as well. The with, promo was really neat. Yeah, Nicola Bryant, that was really cool. Yeah, they were obviously they're trying to make Big Finish canon because that was a lot of Big Finish stuff A lot stuff of Big Finish stuff in there. I mean, Stephen Moffat opened the floodgates with Night yeah. of the Doctor, didn't he? So, so that's, that's it. It's, yeah. it's canon now, guys. It's you very can't, canon. You can't dismiss it. That's not all in terms of news mm. because... We have just had a new Doctor Who set of toys announced, which is really apt for today's review. It very much is. So, I because I'm a lucky boy, I have a set here that I've just broken. So here we have our lovely Warriors of the Deep set. Now, the, sorry for people listening on audio, are like, I can't see it. I know. You have well, to you watch can, it on the YouTube channel. You, you, can, can, you can hear it against my microphone. So you can, um, you can see the review of these now already on the Batman March channel. But they're bloody good, aren't they? Yes, Tarpok. Their voices are shit in this story. Well, well, you'll hear about that in a minute. We'll talk about that s- soon. I was, I was watching it and I was thinking to myself, the figures mm. look so much better than the Silurians in the program. They've captured. Uh, honestly, it's it's real. Because uh, I was thinking, have those figures come out? Would Matt have had a copy of them yet? And then when you said you did, yeah, I was paying really close attention to it and I was thinking. So what photos? From what angle were they kind of taking them from? All yeah. that sort of stuff. And looking at it. I have to say, it's probably one of the best action figures it's really good. that they've ever done. Yeah. It's really, really good. I mean, it, to, to be better than what you see on screen as well. It's mental. And like, it's very impressive because most of this is, well, other than the torso and the head and, you know, bits of the arms, a lot of it is just the sea devil. Right. So it's I recognised it done. from like the top bit of the legs, actually. Yeah. You recognise the sea devil's legs. I rec- I, I've looked <laughs> up those. Yeah. I've looked up those skirts long enough <clears throat> on those action figures to know. Um, I, I think these are probably the best figures that I've had in my hand for a really long time. And because I don't collect the action figures anymore. No. So whenever I see anything relating to them, yeah. it's either like, oh look, this press photo, and then seeing them in person occasionally. Yeah. So. Like, I haven't seen the Vord in the flesh or the... No, or the, um, in the plastic. You have to come over. Come I know, the I know, I know. When that Cyberman's delivered, you're going to have to come over. You're going to have to make a trip to... Well, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll make it a special. Yeah. Yeah. Trip to... just, you just doxed yourself. I doxed myself. Shit. That's a bit of editing you'll have to do there. <laughs> I'll have, have to, to edit that out. Bleep that. Um, yeah, man. So dope. So cool. So we've... So are there any differences across those uh, three? So they all have black eyes apart yeah. from him. That one uh, this one's got a he's chatting one. Yeah. he's a he's a he's a talky boy he's mid chipmunk oh, yeah uh but yeah these are available on character online exclusive to character online so don't worry about not being able to get hold of them at b&m stores you can just order them directly to your door um at the time of recording this i don't know how much they are so go on the website find out but they're worth it because it's a really amazing set they come in a lovely box with and i remember silurian backdrop i remember it. having the dapple versions yeah. of these, and their legs still wobble in the joints very loosely like those did so very nice. you've got your hit of nostalgia for you as well fantastic there we go uh the other thing the big news mm. is of course jodie whittaker is pregnant that i completely forgot that that had happened that was, that was the only thing i could think of so that was at the brits wasn't it yeah yeah and she's big in the way she's She's up the duff. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Jodie Whittaker. Congratulations. I'm sure that's the way you'd like everybody to celebrate and commemorate yeah. it in those words. Yeah. You're up the duff. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah, it's really nice. It's it, something we've never had with a leading yeah. actor in the part before. So you know, it's very easy for you know a male Doctor Who to get their wife or partner pregnant and just carry on being Doctor Who. Exactly. Um, yeah. So God, imagine having a role that's like that 
much of a commitment that you have to like put that sort of stuff. Yeah, all just... family planning is just... And then I'll do this job for three years yeah. and then... And I was sort of thinking, you know, with all the COVID stuff, I'm sure a lot of production was delayed, so it must be pushing it back. Pushing yeah, it back, you know, if... and it gives you perspective. It yeah. kind of makes you think, right, okay, so what am I actually going to do? Like, I've lost a year. Mm. Like, that's what it means to lose a year. Yeah. And then you have to start, yeah, kind of thinking about your priorities a little bit more. So, yeah, but massive congratulations. Yeah, that's really, really exciting. cool. Yeah, I guess the only thing we don't know is the name. What a cliffhanger. Yeah. We're going to talk about cliffhangers now. Ooh. So I guess this kind of was something we talked about a while ago. Yeah. We always wanted to talk about our favourite cliffhangers. Because it's an aspect of Doctor Who that we really missed when we kind of brought the subject matter up. Yeah. We kind of thought, the thing about Doctor Who is it's really cool because you have these cliffhanger moments and they're moments and you remember them and it was integral yep. almost to the storytelling of Doctor Who for such a long time. But then, of course, with the changes in format, it means you don't get them as regularly these days. Obviously, Flux changed that very much so. quite a bit. So now to kind of have them happen a bit more regularly, I suppose, like Chris Chibnall's partial to a, a cliffhanger or two. He and Stephen Moffat was as well, and, yeah, you know, Russell. True. But yeah. it was usually reserved for, like, maybe two yeah. moments a season. Yeah. You get a big cliffhanger. I guess that just wasn't a f- part of... TV storytelling was it back in the early noughties you don't no. really have you know unless it was a soap there wasn't yeah. really a sort of like a cliffhanger ending to dramas I suppose um, you'd have like the big American shows like got the Sopranos ends on yeah. like a massive cliffhanger and I suppose lost but it just kind of kicked the can down the corridor for as long as it could mm. and then then kicked it over a cliff but yeah I think I think that generally with with telly story it's weird because you always want to attract your audience back don't you I mean like nowadays with like serialised like Boba Fett you know I haven't got to the bit that everybody's talking about and that everybody's spoiled and everybody Disney have put on all the artwork that's it it's impossible if you do not watch it within like the first 24 hours you're knackered that's so annoying it is really annoying and I suppose because it's all marketed on social media isn't it like you don't really get that many adverts on the telly for the book of Boba Fett yeah you know like in between the ad breaks for I did see a billboard for it yeah, I suppose, I suppose, but it's all it's all like tied into it like is all, Disney, isn't it? Yeah. And Disney Plus by Disney Plus. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we are seeing a you know more serialized approach to telly with through these like Netflix one-off seasons and stuff. So I suppose we're in a bit more of a renaissance of trying to get people yeah. watch the next episode, stick around. Yeah, and that was one of the things that we said about Flux was that we hope that this is something that continues into Russell's. Very much version so. of Doctor Who, uh, and I hope so. I mm. mean, I, I'm thinking of his other stuff that he's done recently, like It's a Sin. They kind of ended on a bit of a cliffhanger, I think, if I remember rightly. Well, it's kind of each episode kind of represented, like there, there could be years between each yeah. episode. So I guess you're on a bit of a cliffhanger, like, well, you know, how far have yeah. things developed? Yeah, you know, by the time we get yeah. round to the next five years. Yeah, like, oh, we know this character's ill. So exactly. Yeah. Know, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So I suppose you know. But then it wasn't obviously a priority with the way that the show was structured when he came back. Yeah. So maybe he just doesn't consider it a priority for Doctor Who to have cliffhangers. And it kind of isn't. But it's part of its makeup yeah, in a way, isn't it? It's the DNA of the programme to mm. have a good cliffhanger. Yeah. So come on then, let's, let's get right. down to the nitty gritty. Because I slaved over I this trying to work out what the... I sweating bullets right in these. I, well, I went on to TARDIS Wiki and... I did that too, just to make sure I had the right part number and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I thought someone's going to have done a list of all yeah. the cliffhangers. Because when you're trying to remember them, you, mm. you, you know, sometimes you forget them. And I was like, oh, actually, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. So I have got a massive list of honourable mentions. Okay. Um, Do you want to... I don't think I've ranked mine. I think no, they've just been in any order. No, I mine. I did mine in any order. Should we go through our honourable mentions first? And we'll just skirt over them a little bit and then we can go into our five a bit more in depth. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so honourable mentions... Uh, Woman Who Fell to Earth. Brilliant. I've got the same. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good one. Uh, Death in Heaven. Missy reveals herself to be the master and you've got all those Cybermen. That was one that was talked about a lot. I, I don't, remember. I, yeah, I don't remember it. Really? No, no. My gosh. Loads from the new series I don't remember. Like, yeah, I've got... Somebody f- shared in the comments. Maybe we can go through a couple that people mentioned on Twitter. Yeah. Um, the one of... Melody regenerating at the end of, I guess, Let's Kill Hitler with the the um, homeless oh, guy in the alleyway. Oh, that was um, the first one, Possible Astronaut, Day of the Moon. Day of right, the Moon. Right, yeah, Day of the so Moon. She, yeah. So, you know, that was... Yeah. And, and I, I went, oh my God, yeah, I kind of remember this, yeah. but I, I haven't watched the episode since it went out. So. I think it's interesting. Like There were cliffhangers like that that I saw and I thought to myself, oh yeah, 
and most of them were forgotten because either the payoff was not so good or, you know. I saw another one, Ganger Amy, and I was like... Oh, yeah, she, like, disintegrates into a puddle of... But I don't have very fond... Yeah, (laughs) pile of... Come. Come, yeah. Um, I, I kind of... I think I've just kind of glossed over a lot of that era of the programme. Yeah, so me too. It doesn't have the same resonance with me, no. like a kind of, whoa, I don't think that yeah. when I think of that moment. You know? True. But, cool. Um, so we've got that one, yeah. We've got that one. Uh, Pandorica Opens. Oh, yeah. That's a really nice one. When That's it's like the, very nice. The doctor's knackered. Shot, yeah. All the monsters are there. They've won. They've won. Yeah. The is destroyed. Very good. Uh, the big one, which... I'll be honest, it's not one that I'm massively into, but mm. I felt it had to be mentioned. Mm. Stolen Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, you know, everybody was like, holy fucking shit, what does this mean? You know, it was on the news. Yeah. The news were like, is, what's going on in Doctor Who? Yeah. What is that about? That same shot of David Tennant spinning and flinging and exploding. Yes. Like, that was played a lot on yes. telly in the week. Kind of, it, yeah. Following. There was such a build-up to to that moment. It was in the and, papers and no, as well. And no, no real next time. Tra- well, like, I mean, it, it had a next time trailer right at the end of the credit roll. Didn't oh, did it? it? I, I can't I, remember. It had to be continued. It had to be continued. And then I think did they have like a? I think they did a even. bit right at the end with Davros talking, and it was just shots of Martha, shots of Jack, shots of oh, Sarah I, Jane. I can't remember. I think it was something like that. Okay. Anyway, but that was a big one. Um, another one. End of time. The reveal of the Time Lords. Yeah. That was very exciting. Yeah. I remember being like, holy shit, the Time Lords are yeah. back. Yeah, I only really remember that for, that for the Master turning into, I mean, everyone I, turning into the Master. Yeah, I forgot about that bit. Yeah, that's the but, bit I remember. Oh, really? Yeah. Not not the Time Lords? I just yeah. remember seeing that shot of the Time Lords and being like, <gasps> wow. and they look good, they got their yeah. headdresses on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, what else have we got? Army of Ghosts, Daleks come out of the sphere. I've got that, I've got that. That is actually... Not in my honourable mentions. It's one of my five. Oh, interesting. Top five, yeah. Yeah, it's a really good one. I yeah. rewatched it the other day, and I yeah. thought, this is a cracking cliffhanger. How exciting that was! I, I think a good cliffhanger. You and you know, I've kind of picked these for those kind of moments. I remember when I first saw it. Yeah. And I remember eating rainbow drops. You know, those like puffy. I love rainbow drops. When I was a kid, I was about a toddler. Yeah. I stuck one up my nose. <laughs> Brilliant. Get that on a t-shirt. And that's my anecdote. For this. Thank you, Matt. Pass that on to uh, the people who make Rainbow Drops. Maybe they'll send us a free... A free sample. Load. Yeah, covered in snot. Yeah. Maybe that's a new, a new, uh, a new variety yeah. they can come out with. Slimy Rainbow yeah. Drops. Just up one nostril. Out they go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've oh, yeah, I was eating some Rainbow Drops. Cheers. That hadn't been up my nose. That hadn't been up your nose or mine. And, uh, yeah, the Daleks came out of that sphere. It's completely, <laughs> absolutely blasted over I'm that so anecdote. Um, Bad Wolf. Bad Wolf. That's another really good one because yeah. it's like, all oh, the Daleks are back, holy shit. Yeah. And Eccleston's like, fuck you. I'm going to bloody stop you. He is. That's exactly what he says and exactly what he sounds like as well. Yeah, exactly what he sounds like. Um, I'll get him to say that. When we go and see him in, yeah. um, in a couple of months' time, we'll yeah. be like, yeah. Can, can you, you do this, this exact line? Can you yeah. do this reading? Yeah. Um, Don't okay. fucking say that. Oh, I gotta say that. <laughs> Kinder. Yep. Episode one. Yep. Now I do also. There's another one in episode three, which is good. I'm which, surprised that's not on your. Yeah, it, list. Nearly, it nearly went on my list. So I do like the one where she's like, "Oh, Doctor, I think mm, she's dead." That's mm. a cool one. But it's the it's when Hindle does the whole. Yeah. Um, you forget. I'm in command. Yeah. I have the power of life and death over all, all of you. you. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. And Davison's just like, holy shit, yeah. I'm stuck in here with a madman. It's a good cliffhanger. It's a really good cliffhanger. Yeah. Yep. And it's like one of those stories that you don't really know where it's going to go and you're just like... No. Well, and what? so and so when you do get like a moment like that, yeah. you're like, oh, this is just throwing everything yeah. Actually, the track. woman they open the box as well and she screams. That's good. That's, That's good a really one. good It's full of good cliffhangers. It's a, it's a I suppose because it's very cerebral. It kind of preys on the kind those kind of moments. Yeah. And it and it, it it kind of it's built around yeah shocking whoa what kind of things like that yeah. so it makes perfect sense. Uh, Vengeance on Varos. I've got that down. Yeah. Is that in your? That's in my list of top five. In your top five. Yeah. yeah. So the cut it now. That's I great. I don't know. I was thinking about it and I thought it plays so well, but then I thought, am I remembering it without still going ah over the end of it? Because. I think that might kind of ruin it for some people. Yeah, I can understand I, how that I, might be like, oh, who, shut up. Was it just... Rob Sherman who said it in the documentary on the DVD that, that said it would have been better had without it... Without it. Yeah, if it is, and cut it now, and it went... 
skew without yeah i think maybe i think maybe it does but i i still think the fact that people kind of go it's almost perfect yeah means it's pretty good it is pretty good um and i just i remember seeing it and thinking well i've never seen this before like dead yeah you mean he looks dead as and it's so brutal yeah like a moment you know it's yeah it's brilliant it's such a such a cool sequence um earth shock Earthshock. Reveal of the Cybermen. Yep. Obviously, it doesn't quite have the same impact for us. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, for the people who watched it live, they must have shit their pants. It's still great. It's still a really good one. I think it's because it's... The thing I, I think about it is it's really loud. Yeah. When when those clangs come yeah. in and you it's just... Cybermen. There's no sort of break in the build of the soundscape and the music. It's just like... A wave of like shock, you know, it's yeah. so good. Of an earth shock, of an if earth, you will. Uh, uh, yeah, an earth shock of sorts. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Warriors Gate, the Tharrell Hand coming towards Romana. That frightened me uh, as a kid. Can't remember that one. No. She's strapped in the chair. Yeah. And the burnt Tharrell is coming towards. No, her. no, no. Yeah, and she lets out a blood curdling scream. That I used. To, that frightened me because I was like. Wow. This Thing's face is going to be mangled as hell. No, no, no. I, Such a good one. Totally not Can't on my I, radar. No. Wow, okay. Can't place it. Uh, Leisure Hive, mm-hmm. parts one and two. So I think it's part two. Well, the one when he becomes an old man. That's part that's two. That's a good one. I think, the, I think him being torn apart a is one. the really shocking yeah. one. That's really cool. That's really great. Um, I, I think I've got that book that was like a compendium of like uh, celebrities talking, it was like a charity anthology. Celebrities yeah. talking about moments from Doctor Who they remember. I think Stephen Merchant has a bit in it, and he that's the bit he mentions, wow. I think, is he remembers that moment on watching on telly. Very yeah. good. Bit of local colour exactly. for this podcast. Exactly. We've got a bit more local colour when we come to the shit episode we're talking about later as well. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, uh, Horrifying Rock, episode three, when he turns around and says, Leela, I've brought a lot of the enemy. And yeah. There's a lot of I, it's what, chilling. It, it's one of the it's the it's the low level yeah. kind of chill ones where you think now it kicks into high gear. Yeah. It doesn't always need a big cacophony no. of sound like Earthshock. No. Nope. It can just I think I've got one or two on here that are like that. Actually no, maybe they're all just like <laughs> I think they all are, yeah. Um but yeah, it's that's just really a nice cool. quiet one. Tom yeah. sells it, it's very, very good. Yeah. Uh Deadly Assassin, Tom being drowned. Yeah. I mentioned that one because obviously it caused such a furore at the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, you know, Basically, Philip Hinchcliffe got the sack. Pretty much. <laughs> over, put how, on, put on target. over how violent it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's a cracking cliffhanger. Yep. Uh, the Invasion Episode 4, when the Cyberman comes out of the cocoon. That's really good. I think it's a shame that we don't have that properly, you know, like knitted together. Yes. Because I know we've got the reprise. Yeah. But you don't have the actual full proper yeah, build-up to that build scene. Up, yeah. And that's a shame. Yeah. But yeah, like the visual of it happening is really cool. Really cool. Um, and yeah, again, that's another one. No music, just yeah. the sound effects. Just that no- yeah, and that's a good noise. That's And you, all you need is just you leave an impression on somebody with something droning like that. Yeah. And it sticks with you. Yeah. And Mary Whitehouse is right. It stays in your head for a whole week. And you yeah. just think... The, the last or image you had 30 was... 30 years in my case. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the mind robber, when the TARDIS blows up and they're yep. left floating in space. Zoe's bum. I mean, uh, what a cliffhanger. That That is there. Yeah. That is also there, yeah. That is there. <laughs> um, Tomb of the Cybermen, episode two. The Cyber Controller yep. and Eric Klieg. You know, you belong to us. Yep. You'll be like us. Uh, the Ark, episode two. When they return And they back find out what's and happened. They, and they see the statue that's, and he's now got a monoid That's head. pretty good. That's a really good yeah. one. That's a clever one. Yeah. Uh, the Time Meddler, the Monk's TARDIS. How exciting must that have been back in the another, day? Another TARDIS. Yeah. Crazy. You could, I was thinking about this. Russell T Davies could have almost done that himself with the new series because he had spent such a long time of being like, oh, he's the only Time Lord, he's the only, this is the only time. I suppose you get the, you get the same reaction though yeah. from the audience. Yeah. But to do it with a character like the Meddling Monk or the Master, like yeah. there's another TARDIS. Mm. And, and you see that before you see who's so involved it, yeah. with it. Yeah, like you see the, the I mean, it would, it would have been nothing obviously to the kids watching. Yeah. But imagine in Utopia, you see a grandfather clock in the yeah, corner. yeah, yeah. And everyone goes, whoa. And then they step inside and, oh, yeah, of course, because the TARDIS does that as well. It's also set well set up. Yeah. That's what, I mean, Russell did that expertly, is setting up that world so that you knew which bits were relevant and connected. Mm. And, yeah, so cool. Um, the Sensorites, yeah. when the Sensorite pops up at the window. That's, that's very really good. That's spooky. Yeah. Uh, one that I really like, the Web Planet, mm. which is a 
another understated one, when the TARDIS is apparently destroyed, yeah. Hartnell goes, my a ship... ship. My TARDIS. Yeah. And it's like, wow, you really feel that this guy's connection to this thing. Yeah. You know, which we sort of understand more now. But at the time, that's like a really early glimpse into how much it means to him. I always think I always think of the first Doctor as having a rapport with the TARDIS. Though. Yeah. You know, like, I know obviously later ones do as well, banging it, talking to it, or banging but it. I was just <laughs> about to say, or Stephen Moffat, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think... Yeah, yeah, I think there's an element of, of that relationship in the yeah. First Doctor as well. And, you know, that kind of cements it, I suppose. Uh, but the, the major honourable mention yeah. is, of course, the, the Tenth Planet, Episode 4. Which is exceptionally cool. Yeah, because, I mean, we cool. cannot begin to fathom what, what people, the hell yeah. that actually meant. Think, you know, the, the, the fact that Hartnell was going and Troughton was taking over was just like what, a little footnote in the paper. In the paper. If you didn't see that... Which you probably wouldn't have. Which you probably wouldn't have, especially a child. Yeah. All these kids must have just been like, what has happened? To Doctor Who. Yeah. Who's this person? Yeah. And I suppose it had the same effect... With... Yeah, with Eccleston and Tennant. Yeah. You know, I remember yeah. people saying, I'm not watching Doctor Who anymore because Christopher Eccleston's not there. Mm. And, and then obviously... Yeah. That, you know... The rest is history. The rest is history. Um, I've got a couple on here that you didn't mention that were honourables. Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, some of them might be on yours. Pyramids of Mars Part 1. That's in my top five. Sutek's Gift of Death. Yeah. That is exceptionally cool. Genesis of the Daleks Part 3 with the incubator room. Is that Part 3? Or is that a later well, part? I think it's a bit later, isn't it? It probably is later. Anyway, the Doctor getting strangled yeah, with the Kyle really Mutant. One. That's really cool. I yeah, mean, such an important kind of cool iconic moment that they had an action figure that you could recreate you could do it, yeah. that scene with. The Daleks episode one. Okay, yeah, I should have put that really. Um, kind of always there. The name of the Doctor. Oh, John Hurt. With John Hurt. Yeah. Because, you know, never really been done that kind of no, thing before. Like, no. there's a Doctor that yeah. we don't know about. Yeah. That's not right. Obviously, it's kind of part of the course now. But, yeah. <laughs> um, Earthshot part one, obviously, Woman Who Fell to Earth and The Ambassadors of Death part two with um, Van Leiden. What is the capital of Australia? Oh, that's a good one. That's yeah. a really good right, one. Right, cut it open. That it's is so good. Really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that, that kind of was the one that I thought probably should be in the top five. But yeah. yeah that's good. That's tense, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Really good. Wow. Right, go through your list then. Right, so uh, in no particular order. Yeah. So we've had Pyramids of Mars. I give Sujek's Gift of Death. That's yep. brilliant. Caves of Androzani, episode three. Mm -hmm. Because you'd think, Craigie, he's going to just kill himself. Yeah. You know, Colin Baker's going to step out of the rug. Can you imagine that? If Colin Baker had, st had, st I can't even speak. <laughs> <laughs> had stepped out of the wreckage of yeah. the ship. Yeah. That would have been so ballsy. That would have been. And you had the whole last part. Yeah, it would have also meant that Colin's wow. first appearance in Doctor Who wasn't in a shit story. <laughs> That's true. He could have at least had that last yeah, little could, bit. Yeah. Uh, part one is also very good. With the part one, execution oh scores. yeah, when they get shot, yeah, yeah, that's also very good. Yeah, good story. Yeah, um, invasion of time, part four. Yeah. I knew you would have this on. I knew you'd have that. It's just so good. Isn't it's it? so good. And deadly I, score. I feel like we're the only people that talk about it. Yeah, it's so good. I, I, I don't know why people. I mean, I know invasion of time is not a great story, and I know everything that comes after that clip. Well, it's isn't kind of like good. it's. It goes like that. And then there's that 30 second moment where it goes like that. <laughs> and then immediately afterwards, it's down here. It's not quite as low as no. it was before, but it's still on a, on a yeah, yeah true. still plateaued. It does plateau. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it, it's a good moment. It's, it's a very it's, good it's, moment. As a cliffhanger, yeah. it's very good. Um, the Silurians, episode five, when Major Baker comes out of the hospital and he jumps I thought you were going to go. Na 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 I thought you were doing that one. John Pertwee going. I do remember he does he does a good like dying. He likes gurning, doesn't he? Bogging, crossing eyes, face. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah, that's that's very cool. Because that's another just chilling like. Oh shit. Yeah. And I think it's even worse in a post pandemic Britain because it's a bit like watching it that now, I'm like, is. fuck me, this is like, we lived Doctor in the Silurians. Bollocks, Silurians, they cause COVID. Yeah. Even these bastards, we got a sea devil in the studio today. Your lots did all that. You stinky bastards. Um, um, yeah. So not the first one. Not yeah, that, that one. one. That one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I suppose, I think that's a bit too muted, though. Do you reckon? Oh, I, I, guess like that. The, I guess the problem with that particular year is that you don't have the scream you don't have the scream yeah so it's just 
Ah, yeah, and it's yeah, like, it's a bit weird. Uh, that is a shame. That so if you just ling street. lingered on John a bit longer and yeah. zoom in, or Major Baker's scabby dead face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty... That would have been fun. Yeah, uh, and then my final one, which will probably come to a shock to everybody, including my brother, <laughs> Village of the Angels. I did see that a lot of people on Twitter were putting that as a GIF or a photo or just referencing it in general. Yeah, I thought, whoa. That's pretty cool that people are already saying yeah. that that's their favourite cliffhanger of all time. I just thought, well, I I remember watching it and being like, holy shit, what is what is happening? Yeah. This is an incredibly cool visual. Yeah. Where is this going to go? Yeah. Where did it go? Down the toilet. But we, again, much like Invasion of Time, <laughs> what comes afterwards doesn't matter. It's the... And Flux was so much better than Invasion of Time. Yeah. On the whole. If you take whole, it as a six-part story. Yeah, I mean, I do think War of the Sontarans needed more Sontarans tripping over... Yeah, um, true. ...like benches and shit. Do you know what I'd like to see? Somebody cut Flux into a 12-part Trial of a Time Lord. Epic. Epic. 25-part, cool. yeah. 25-minute part. <laughs> 25 parts. <laughs> Can you imagine? Jesus Christ. Even... <laughs> and I love Flux. I wouldn't watch that. Right. Invasion of Time Part 4. Good. Of course. Army of Ghosts. Um, I just, yeah, the, I just have an image. I, have a, I had a friend coming over to, to stay over that night and they came in just as the sphere was opening. Oh, okay. And they'd obviously been watching it at yeah. home. They literally live around the corner. They'd come in. They went, oh my God, the sphere's opening. And I went, I can't believe it. And I just went, Daleks are going to come out of that. And he went, no. And then they came out and I went, uh, mental, jumping around out of my seat. It was Amazing. crazy cool, crazy cool. It's a really good one, and it, and Billy sells it as well. That when her, oh my god, really you cool. Feel the, you feel the shit. You feel like this. You feel the shit. <laughs> you feel the shit. Um, <laughs> Caves of Andazani Part Three. Very good. Vengeance and Varos Part One. Very good. And the only one on here that we haven't already mentioned, Curse of Fenric Part Three. We play the contest again. That's another good one. Time Lord. Yeah. Um, That's I, another good one. I almost put that or I think Heme of Wars coming out. That's also very yeah. cool. Glowing eyes freak me out. Mm. I think it's it stems, this childhood trauma of mine, um, people, stems from um, more than 30 years in the TARDIS. Yes. When Elizabeth Slane's eyes yeah. glow and that's really creepy. That's really creepy because obviously that's a face of like someone that you love. I know. And you think, oh, she's a comfortable person. Exactly. Nothing bad's going to happen. Holy crap, she's got green eyes. I did actually have another one, honourable mention. Because I, I, when I wrote it down, I thought, God, I remember actually having nightmares about that. And I only just remembered when I wrote it down. Brain of Morbius Part 1. When Sarah pulls the veil oh, back yeah. and you see the creature. Because it's so badly lit. Mm. And I would watch it on um, the off-air recording we had of Doctor Who Night. When it yeah. came to Carnival of Monsters, they have a bit on Morbius. Yeah. And I watched that tape so many times. The tape was in such bad quality. That when she pulls it back and you see this writhing mass of like wires and and blood and gore and stuff you're just like what the fuck is that <laughs> and it's really frightening because yeah. it's it's shrouded in the dark yeah and it's kind of helpless but it's huge and it's like something out of silent hill mm. and elizabeth sladen sells it she yeah. does that my mum doesn't like the acting she thinks it's a bit over the top you know when she kind of <gasps> hicks yeah oh, oh, that yeah. kind of thing and my mum kind of watches it and goes oh it makes my skin crawl when she does that it's oh, just like a bit too much i know she, i like it my mum's wrong. Yeah. You're wrong, Zoe. Sorry. Um, cool. Um, very quickly, Go on. do you want my brother's? I would like Jonathan's. So this was Jonathan's list. The Mind Robber episode one. Zoe's Two of the Cybermen, Cyber Controller. Yeah. Uh, Remembrance of the Daleks. The Dalek coming up the stairs at the Doctor. You've got a couple of good ones there because he could have also said Ace being surrounded by... He said Ace. He said, he yeah. said, because he obviously watched it live. Yeah. He said, that one from Remembrance of the Daleks, he shit himself. Oh. Seeing the Doctor's face all green and weird yeah. through the lens and just the fact that a Dalek was coming up the stairs. No, I said the, the, the problem with that is, though, is that the, the people who wrote that are so inept because, you know, plot armour, right? When <laughs> a Dalek is in front of you and it's not blasting you, then it's yeah. rubbish. Yeah, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, why didn't that Dalek kill the Doctor? like 80 times and why didn't those like three or four Daleks just blast Ace in the centre of that circle yeah I agree um, then another one from the McCoy era Mags transforming into a werewolf that's Gretchen good Dancy. again a loud yeah. whoa whoa what's he going shit on? his pants he, yeah. that terrified you. I mean it, it's scary <laughs> I thought it was the seventh doctor <laughs> yeah. oh sorry um, <laughs> I just uh, threw the scent <laughs> professor <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so that was another one because really, it's scary. It's yeah. a really scary one, the scary makeup. Yeah. And then this one, which I thought was absolute bonkers, the sea devils when the master throws the dagger at John Pertwee. That was his one of his favourite cliffhangers. I was like, what? That I is can like see, such a... I can see why. I think the thing that's interesting about that, isn't there like a weird edit where the theme goes a bit... Yeah, it sort of goes... Yeah. And then, yeah, it's weird. It's got that kind of yeah. ambassadors of death it, yeah. sting on it. It is weird. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty sweet cliffhanger. Oh, I think it's cool. I, I mean, it's, I, I said it's fine. Yeah. But I mean, it's not necessarily one that would necessarily stick with you. I, I think it's on par, and I love this story, but I think it's on par with like, Agador's statue about to collapse on the delegates in yeah. Pentagon. It's kind of on that level, like. Yeah. You know, no one's actually in any real danger. The fact yeah. you didn't see the knife go into the doctor, yeah. you know, you think they're probably all right. Yeah. It's like, it's just a a, a cliffhanger. Yeah. There needs to be a cliffhanger. Yeah. Talking yeah. about a knife going in, we can talk about this now because the movie's been out for ages and if you haven't had it spoiled for you, you literally must not be on your phone. I thought when Tobey Maguire got stabbed <laughs> in No Way Home, yeah. he was on the floor for at least a good five minutes and nobody went to check on, not even Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man thought, I'll swing in and just make sure he's all right, web him up yeah. and take him away. He's just like there like, and then when he stands up again, he's like, he's, yeah, I, you know, it really hurts, but he's, he's not like, like bled or anything. Yeah, like, that, I was like, oh my God, they've killed off his Spider-Man. Yeah. That's really sad. Why, yeah. I, you know, I can't believe they did it. And then he gets up and he's just like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. Part of me wonders if there was a cut where he died and audiences were just like, you can't do this. Yeah, because crazy. because when he does appear on screen, it's just he's just sort of he's not doing anything. No, it's like what's the easiest way we can kind of slot this yeah. slot this in, it, and that's the other thing. These big Marvel movies, I just want to talk about this really quickly, even though I haven't really got the time to not be no. talking about Doctor <laughs> Who. These big Marvel movies, I kind of I can't watch them and be like, I know those people are all in the same room together because they're not. Mm. Like, you're on a soundstage in Israel, you're probably on <laughs> a soundstage in London, you're one in New Zealand. Like, those big get-together movies, yeah. I just think are so hokey because it's like, we're giving you the impression all these guys are together and they're yeah. actually doing shit. It's like, no, they're not. I mean, half their bodies are CGI anyway. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I, yeah. can't, I can't get I, down with I that. I saw a really good one yesterday, which was um, a picture of Dr. Octopus and, mm. um, Toby, not Toby, uh, the new boy, Tom Holland, yeah. Spider-Man that fight on the bridge and it was literally all on a blue screen and there was just like a little bit of rubble on yeah. the floor and maybe a car yeah. and they were like this really depresses me as filmmaking and someone in the comments put something like huh, I'm surprised he didn't CGI the glasses on Dr. Octopus's face and someone replied and said they literally did because they were like because it was all virtual yeah. and they were just faffing around with the lighting and stuff they said most of the time we ended up CGIing um, his glasses in to make the light reflect properly. It's like, oh, but I go don't, outside. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind for like a big set piece like that. Yeah. I don't mind it. It's more that like there's nothing actually happening. Yeah, there's just two people st standing together, and I'm like, you are not in the same room. Yeah, and this looks really fake. Like, I'm looking forward to that Batman movie though. Which one? Because that the new one. The new one, yeah. Because yeah. that actually looks kind of like. Yeah, it looks like they filmed it. And I love, yeah, it looks like like it's they all practical. Somewhere. That thing's going through that fire. That person's actually getting kicked in the face. Yeah. Like, it looks really yeah. cool. I'm looking forward to that. Warriors of the Deep. Mm. It's crap. It's absolutely dreadful. And I think that it might be down there, down there, in terms of what, yeah. we've, what we've watched so far. I enjoyed watching The Twin Dilemma more. And yes. I, and I, while... While Underworld is more boring, I I take it over this. It's because I think I think I was watching it. And I think the thing with this story is there is no charm in it whatsoever. And at least with something like Underworld, because that came straight to mind, even Twin Dilemma, there is a charm to elements of it. You, particularly the Doctor, Tom has a natural charm. Colin has a natural charm. Peter Davison just doesn't seem like he wants to be there. And, and I feel bad saying this because obviously we know people who Peter is their favourite doctor. And I feel bad to say that. Um, but, you know, and I, I, think he does have his, I think he does have his moments. I don't get it. But I just think that whole, that serial in particular just has nothing going for it. It is just like, here's, here's some stuff happening. And... Pfft, you know, we don't really care that the Silurians are back. We don't really care that the Sea Devils are back. 
But you know, Peter Davison doesn't really care that he's here well, so long as the checks coming in. At during the, the production of this, it was when him and Pete and Janet said we're leaving. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not, not surprised. I'm not surprised because it like nobody looks like they want to be there. Yeah. Nobody looks like they're having a good time. The production is actually kind of impressive in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think that the Silurians, for the most part, look pretty cool. The issue is with their masks. Yeah. And the issue is with the way that they've been directed. Yeah. It's with the script, obviously, yeah. ultimately, is, is, the, is one of the big problems. But the way it looks is actually quite cool. The sea base is a really good set. It's, it's a really impressive set. far too bright. That's the issue. And I know that um, Johnny Byrne... Yeah. wanted it to be like the Nostromo on mm. from Alien and it would be all leaky and yeah. dark and all that and not look, looked after. Yeah. And that is what it needed because the Merca, which we'll get onto, yeah. the Silurians and the Sea Devils themselves, everybody in that story, it sucks all of the atmosphere out of it. There is yeah. no atmosphere to this story. No. It is as dead as the wooden sets it's made out yeah. of. It's so, <laughs> it's so depressing lifeless. to watch. All of the characters, there is not one likeable character. In I don't it. remember any of their names. I, know, I, I remember Tarpok and I remember Sovix. Sovix. We knew their monsters' names. Because I, I thought he said Cervix. <laughs> I remember or that. Iktar. Iktar. Yeah. And. Bob. <laughs> I don't know the other one. Maddox. Oh, Maddox, yeah. And Turlow. Turlow, yeah. And the Australian. <laughs> And the wet blanket. Yeah, I, I, none of the characters have any have any character. They are, you know, it's I am an Eastern European evil scientist. I'm obviously working for the bad side. And I am Ingrid Pitt. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. It it's is. Insane. It's really bad. And you know, I, come the end of the story, I know we're jumping ahead here. Even someone like the commander. He's just there. He's like, he doesn't do anything to stop the Silurians. It's like, like every single time somebody needs to open their mouth to say something, there's like a yeah. energy to it. Yeah. All the way through it. And, uh, uh, and it's the problem. Everybody in that cast is interchangeable. Yeah. Like, there's those two angry white guys that shout at each other. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, I, I, just, I just look at them and I'm like, you are, you're identical. You are saying the same lines. You're delivering them in exactly the same way. Yeah. You sound the same. Yeah. There's nothing to differentiate them except for the fact that that one hangs out with Ingrid Pitt more than that, that one, so yeah, they must be the baddie. Yeah. And, uh, and then when they're on screen at the same time, I was like, there's two of them? I thought it was the same bloke. <laughs> and the, the one of the things that I... Uh, watching it was just like... Um, my brain is completely gone. It's, this story is just... It's, it, it messes it's, with it's, you. It's, me. it's like There's the bit when they're shooting lasers at the bloody Merca. And like one of the guys is like a, an act, is an actor actor. He's not like an extra. He's you know. And I just thought to myself like, today people turn around and like, oh wow, I'm really excited to be in Doctor Who. It's a thrill to be in Doctor Who. I was watching it and just thinking, why? If you were an actor, you'd sort of be thinking, fuck me. Why am I? What am I doing in this? My career. I'm in this awful, really <laughs> 80s get-up. Like, the, the outfits look like something from an 80s music video. Stella Whatever said, they're made out of. Stella said when we were watching it, this is like if Doctor Who had a musical in the 80s. Yeah. This is what the cast would look like on stage. And their makeup. They've got, like, this ridiculous, like, drag makeup almost, some of them. It's 2084. Yeah. Get with the times. Yeah, I guess RuPaul mania has just completely taken over. Do you know what also has taken over? What's that? There's nuclear weapons. Everyone's oh, yeah. gonna die. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my. I, and I think there's an element in it where I, I read they wanted to tone down the kind of allegory. Cold War allegory, yeah. Uh, you could do it. You didn't tone it down. They're called. They call them blocks. Two big blocks, both yeah. supposed to annihilate each other. It's like, okay, this, we're doing that story. Yeah. That, that's the allegory here. Ah, oh, and it's, it's... They might as well have just said Russia. Russia. Yeah. I think in the novelization, <laughs> it's West Block versus East Block. Right, yeah. Like, you know, it's... Um, so I'm sure that was, you know, obviously a nuclear annihilation and, and, was on the cards at that point. And it's so... Well, fucking hell, that's anything's better than watching Rose <laughs> of the Dead. <laughs> and there's that bit where, like, the, the bad guy is like, yes... You're, you're, you're correct. I work for the enemy. <laughs> the enemy power. Like, who talks like this? That was as convincing a reading as he as gave. he did it, yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the people behind it. Johnny Byrne was the writer. 
He'd done Ark of Infinity as well, hadn't he? Keeper of Traken. Keeper of Traken. I mean, I don't really like Keeper of Traken no. that much. Sorry, Luke Spillane, who loves that story. Um, Nuts. And Ark of Infinity is all right. I'd sooner watch Ark of Infinity than this shit. I like the location work on it. Yeah. I don't really remember anything else about it, apart from that bit when the fifth Doctor, Omega Frankenstein, is walking around and he's going to pummel that young girl and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Pummel that young girl. Well, there's the whole thing. Frankenstein like strangles that. Oh, and yeah, he drowns yeah, that yeah. girl. Yeah. And so I, like in, the, in Ark of Infinity, I was like, well, there was what? a bit where he kind of goes up to a little girl, and there's like a kind of smile he gives her, and you think, oh, he's gonna Frankenstein. I think that's he's a gonna boy, like. Billy. Oh, is it? <laughs> I think so. I thought it was a little girl. Um, directed by Pennant Roberts. He was born oh. in Western Supermare. Was he really? He was. Oh, local boy. Uh, Face of Evil, Sunmakers, Pirate Planet, Sharda, and Time Lash. God, he did Time Lash as well. Yeah, that was oh. his last one. Wow. I'm not surprised. Oh, God. Um, I didn't realise Pennant did this one. UK number one at the time, Only You by The Flying Pickets. It was a cover of the Yazoo song. Yeah. Um, and the highest grossing movies of the year, Matthew. So what year is this? 84. 84. Oh, God, I don't know. Tell me. Ghostbusters. Yay! Indiana one. Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah, very good. Gremlins. Oh, some good films. Police Academy. Oh! The Karate Kid. Oh, my God! But... Guess what was number one when this movie was out? I don't know. Never, never say never really? again. Yeah. Wow. Oh. So it was all going on in the movie theatres. It was it popping was, off. But it wasn't happening on talk show. It wasn't. Um, can I also just ask, and this is a business conversation we're going to have, can we please charge a BritBox account as a business expense? Right. Because I had to watch this on Amazon. I had to rent it on Amazon because I don't have my DVDs oh, with me shit. at the flat. And obviously it's not come out on the collection sets. Did you on Dailymotion? Like yeah, but I didn't backwards. really want to watch it on the laptop. Yeah, true. I kind of wanted to watch it, you know, opening credits and all. And you that's usually snipped. That was one of the, you know, when you're watching Doctor Who and somebody comes in the room and it's just a moment that you just, oh, please don't watch. Yeah. Please don't watch. Have you got anything else you can be doing right now other than being in this room? It's so embarrassing. There were so many moments during this. I was just like, I, I can't. I can't yeah. deal with it. The anxiety of her going, I don't want you in this house anymore. <laughs> if this is what you're watching. Um, but yeah, I uh, watched it on an Amazon. And it was, I think, probably the same transfer that UK Gold were using. <laughs> really, it really was shit. horrendous. It was four by three, obviously. Yeah. But four by three slightly zoomed in oh. so when you see the BBC Radiophonic Workshop credit at the end mm. it's miss, it, it starts halfway through the second B Ooh. and ends just before the O oh no and it was all really washed out it was it was worse than the DVD version it's not like I'm expecting the collection set no, version that hasn't come out yet to be on yeah. there but it was really bad. Wow. So I'm wondering, we can share an account maybe in charge yeah, it to the company? Yeah, yeah, do that. It's a business expense. I think it's probably the best thing to do. Yeah. When I'm in New Zealand, I'll have to use a VPN to watch it. I can't bring my collection sets with me. So <laughs> Anything to declare? Uh, just this collection <laughs> just of this, Doctor Who. Just these Doctor Who DVDs. We really don't need you in, in this country. No, you can go it. home. Yeah. Um, one thing, so straight away, at the beginning of this story, really annoyed me. You see the Silurians immediately. They're just there. There's no build up, there's no like bum bum bum, the Silurians are back after Sta know, Standing a there gormlessly. Just... They sound atrocious, their voices. Ah, yes, Tarpok. Oh, mm. sea devil brothers. What? Fuck off. Shut up. There was a couple of bits in there where I thought, I don't remember this bit, this, this um, plot point in the story, where they're walking down the steps to wake up their sea devil brethren, and he says something about. There may be degenerative in the something and their muscular decay and all that kind of stuff. But this isn't going to go anywhere. You're just saying stuff. Yeah. You're just saying words. And the, the, the pacing of this story is all over the place yeah. because you've got moments where people are running down corridors and it's really frenetic and it's quite claustrophobic and shot really nicely. There's a couple of nice shots in yeah, it. There like, is actually. You know, the kind of low down shooting down yeah. the corridor and there's kind of a gaggle of people and it's yeah, quite claustrophobic. And there are some nicely lit bits in it. Yeah. Towards the end when the sea devils are about to activate the missiles yeah, and, the, and it goes into didn't. that sort of submarine mm, red yeah. glow look. I, 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 that is what it should look like the yeah. entire episode. But I, sadly I it doesn't. I kept thinking... This would have looked amazing if this was Red Dwarf. Yeah. It's, it feels like a Red Dwarf sort of it set. Does. It's, it does. It's gantries and ladders yeah. and it looks like the, the cargo if, bay. If yeah. they'd have just lit it yeah. dimly, it and would have looked so much better. I suppose the thing is, it is such an impressive set, that main control room. And obviously the stuff they did with the water the tank, tank and yeah. so on. The, 
you probably want to get your money's worth out of it to see it. Yeah. But I almost think it would be slightly more impressive that if you lit it dimly, but you can just see it still goes on yeah. and it, you can just leave it, let your eye sort of go into the darkness. Yeah. And it, but they don't do that. And so no. it's just like super claustrophobic and just, oh, it's awful. It feels a bit plasticky. It feels it? really plasticky. It's really fake. Sort of, yeah, it's Like when horrible. the door goes on Tegan's leg. Let's talk he, about the murker. The murker is probably the biggest cardinal sin of Doctor Who, along with Irato. Yeah, it's up there. It's it, kind of like wrestling fans would know uh, the uh, debut of the Shockmaster. I think I showed you the video. Yeah. Where they go, the Shockmaster, and he comes through the breakaway oh, yeah, yeah, wall yeah, and yeah. falls over and his head falls off. Yeah, yeah. The Merker is like the Shockmaster of the Doctor Who world. It's, it's laughable, obviously, but... I think everybody kind of loves the Merca secretly, you know? Oh. Everybody's sort of like, it, I mean, it can't get any lower than this. No. So we've got yeah. to live with it. Yeah. And it's on screen for quite a long time. Yeah. You can't I, ignore it. I mean, I think even like Tom Baker, you know, filleting a green blob yeah. has more charm to it than what than the Merca. I'd completely forgotten that it had arms at the front yeah. until I watched it just, and just, just now. And it's like, you can see the, the torso of the person in front. Yeah. And, Obviously, it was finished half an hour before it was due on set, so it's leaving paint streaks everywhere. Ingrid Pitt's fight that with it. That kung fu. What um, were they thinking? I mean, they were just must have been like, just do anything. They <laughs> used that clip apparently internally at the BBC to go, "This is why the show needs to get axed." I mean, it was I'm one not, of a few. Do, apparently, do you they know screamed. What? I've got to be honest. I watched this episode today, and I thought episode one not too bad. Episode two, okay. Episode three is where. It's just like, we just yeah. don't give a shit. No. Because it's like, episode three is meant to be the action episode. Yeah. And it's literally just extras pointing guns that obviously don't fire anything. You have sea devils that are just, they're just walking. But that, I, I, this is the other problem, is the pacing. You get yeah. really frenetic moments. And then you get bits where Silurians are walking really slowly down corridors. Yeah. You, you, this could not be any slower than it already is. Yeah. And you're walking to the next scene yeah. really slowly. Come it, on, man. It's just man. jarring. You'll have like an extra, like, like you said, he'll be running like, oh, yeah. no. And then you'll just have like a, a, six sea devils walking like they're just come out of the pub a bit drunk. They all look like they've shit themselves. They're yeah. all like really aesthetic. And, uh, and all, yeah, all the, all just, the sea devils in the, yeah, in the back with their heads slightly, slightly off. off. And the helmets wobbling around with buckets on their head. I mean, whoever... Th they look it's good great. without the helmets on. When they come out of hibernation... Yeah, they do actually. And like, you know, there's Maybe that. the commander could have worn it. Yeah, you know, so Sovik's the main one. You know, he's got animatronic eyelid. Yeah. Why they didn't give him an animatron animatronic mouth? Because he's like the one that talks. That would have made a bit more sense. But it said he's got Eyelids with lovely lashes, really on fleek eyelashes. Yeah, bruh. Um, I just, yeah, it's when you compare it to this fantastic head that Billy's sticking on his own bonce. Oh, I can't um, look at my phone now. You can't look at your phone. No, there's no holes in that one. Um, um yeah. I'm, oh, I can't. I, I can't speak in it actually because it's like it bounces off my eardrums <laughs> when I'm in there. Um, yeah. I wonder what that's going to sound like when people listen back to it. I had a sea devil head on, folks, for those who are listening on the, uh, on the audio what version. What's going on? Is Billy stuck his head down the toilet? Um, I would rather have, yeah. Um, I've, got, I've got a couple of a couple of things to say, Matthew, about this story. Yeah, go on. The first thing is it does solidify in my head that the fifth Doctor is my least favourite. Mm. Because, and also that that period of time with that TARDIS team is my least favourite because... Nobody gets on. It's like that first scene on the TARDIS oh, I know when Turlo walks in and he goes, what are you doing? And the fifth doctor goes, basically, nothing. Why? You're going to murder me again, are you? Yeah. And Turlo's like, no, I've actually decided that I'd like to stay here. Okay, then. Well, I don't believe you and I think you're going to kill me again. Go and get Nyssa. We're nearly here. Okay, then. It's the... Uh, these people don't like each other. Yeah. Why the hell would I want to watch them interact with one another? And it really annoys me because Turlo leaves that scene and then Peter does like a little smile like, oh, I'm only playing. And it's like, but you that whole scene, you've acted it like you cannot stand each other. And you had a companion that you had a very similar argument with that led to his death. <laughs> yeah. The season before, or yeah. no, two seasons before. So uh, like there's no, there's no levity yeah. in this TARDIS team. I know that people really like Tegan. Mm. And I know that people really like Janet Fielding. And Janet Fielding is great. Yeah. I think she's probably the person who's committing to it the most. Yes. Because Peter Davison is, is dead behind the eyes. <laughs> um, uh, Mark Strickson is doing everything he can. 
and Janet Fielding is actually still kind of acting. Yeah. Um, not to say that Mark Strickson isn't, but he Peter Davison just does not want to be there. And there's a couple of moments where you think, oh, he's the, he's got the key in the ignition at least. Yeah. When he has that fight, and he, yeah, that's I'm really so good. sorry, and he does yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Even that's hokey as hell. And then oh, I like that fight. you get the cliffhanger. Yeah. If for part one. It's actually really good. It is good. I don't like Turner who's just like, oh, he's drowned. Tough, yeah. Tough shit. And it's like, what? And why isn't Tegan going, no, hang on a minute. If we wait maybe about 45 seconds, he's going to turn into somebody else because I saw it happen not long <laughs> oh, ago. Yeah. It's like, no. And I, I, I kind of thinking about it, like, nobody actually kind of acknowledges regeneration. No. You know? Like, nobody actually kind of acknowledges... That could happen. That that can happen. Or like, I've seen it happen. Don't yeah. worry. He'll be fine. It's only really Sarah Jane, isn't it? Who says it to Tom yeah. in Hand of Fear when she's like, oh, you're not going to regenerate again, mm. are you? Mm. But that's and then she references it in Five Doctors. And, and it's did, like, yeah. yeah, you know, she remembers it's both Sarah's of them. Sarah's good good. It's because she's the best. Yeah. Flashy, flashy. So that's the media. Why is that happening again? That was a clean card. Should we just press on? Yeah. And then we can just, it can just be audio at the end. Yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah, because we've kind of done all our visual yeah. kind yeah, of related stuff. Yeah, I don't think we've got stuff. much left to do anyway, really. No, that's fine. Um, Matt, I'm going to ask you a, a question that I, I've wanted to know the answer to for a really long time. Why does the Fifth Doctor actually wear celery on his lapel? Because uh, of gases in the Praxis range or something. They're toxic to Time Lords. So that one story, his last yeah. one, yeah, that's they like give a, him a reason for wearing yeah. the celery stick in a very specific... Mm. So I'm going to wear this all the time. Just in case. Just in case. And, and the thing is, I've never actually had a problem with it before. I've yeah. never acknowledged that it's an issue. But just in case I encounter this one poisonous substance, I'm going to wear a vegetable on my lapel all the time. Yeah. And when it gets a bit manky, I'm going to have to go somewhere, some intergalactic greengrocers, and pick up another couple and store them on board the TARDIS. Yeah. I, 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 it's so weird. He it's picks one up in Enlightenment, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very odd. He puts his wilting celery in the pot and exchanges it for a new one. Doctor, you're actually trying to, it's starting to stink a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, bonkers. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. I do like the way that they try to explain why his costume changes in that season, though. Because he obviously gets it all sopping wet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Changes yeah. into that yeah. plastic outfit and goes... Oh, what have you been eating? Mm. Oh, little gag. Yeah. Um, and then... The other guy shit himself. In his <laughs> yeah. he, I'm actually incontinent. He had, he had a bag on. I had to oh, take it off. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bit of it leaked out. <laughs> so I like that they tried to do that. <laughs> but really, I mean... I just... I haven't even looked at my notes. because I, I know. Just, I know it's just all... It's just all me moaning. Um, the TARDIS appears to have an open door policy in the 80s. Do you notice a lot I hate of that, that they just guest in. cast just wander into the TARDIS yeah. like they own the really, place. She's not like, holy shit, look at this space. She's just like, oh, wow. And then she gets on the radio, it's incredible. And <laughs> there's, a, there's a whole like weird thing earlier on. That, that I, there are some moments I, I have to praise in terms of the writing because it, it's quite sensational. There's a bit earlier on where Turlow has, he's being interrogated and he goes, I'm not a spy. I came here in a sort of ship. I think he's lying. Uh, there is a kind of ship. Okay, maybe he's not a spy. <laughs> what? What? That's basically all that conversation amounts to. Beautiful line from um, Emotep or Tarpok or Mingmong, whatever he's called. <laughs> At the end where he says, these human creatures will die as they have lived in a sea of their own blood. What? That, I love that line. What? That is a great line. It's, what are you talking about? What does it mean? I don't know. It's bonkers. Yeah, now that you mention it, what does that mean? Let's just, let's examine that. Let's take it beat by beat. These human creatures will die as they have lived in a sea of their own blood. Yeah, that makes no sense. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> Damn, Billy, I always like that line. Well, that, okay, that's shit. Um, I liked... Um, the sassy sea devil at the end of part three mm. when he's just oh. killed the sentence and then he goes, Yota. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, Ooh, sassy. He's also the one, I found you. <laughs> when he blasts the door down. And then he's like, I'm the doctor. Haven't we met before? And the sea devil's like, oh yeah, sorry doctor. Oh, I was going to kill you. Oh, come on then. Oh, because the Silurian at the end is like, we'll spare you. Yeah. And it's like, why? Because he did, Still, as far as you're concerned, I don't know if there's a line of dialogue that kind of goes, actually, I know, Doctor, that you weren't to blame 
for what happened at the reactor mm. um, all those years ago. But I don't think there is. No. So Tarpok, Iktir, Ling Lang <laughs> is like, um, yeah, I, we're mates now. Yeah. I mean, it's really weird. This is the thing. It's obviously trying to connect itself to Doctor Who and the Silurians. Yeah. But none of it makes sense because obviously the Silurians don't look anything like the Silurians that he met. No. But you um, can kind of you can get, forgive you can, that because they can, might be a different cast or whatever. You like, can forgive that. Yeah. But then you talk about stuff like the Doctor's like, oh, that's a Silurian battle cruiser. Yeah. How the hell would you know? You've never seen a Silurian battle cruiser. You know, there's a lot of... There's is there a, such a thing as Big Finish, though? Well, this is the thing. Gary Russell wrote The Scales of Injustice to explain... Exactly that. There so there we are. Um, it's earth shock, but wet and shit. <laughs> yes. Because there's this whole thing about and how <laughs> they basically they stand around that kind of central thing, you know, with a Cyberman gun. Yeah. As their same sort of like this one calls himself the Doctor. Yeah. It's that whole oh, moment. Thank you. And does nothing else but interfere. Job have, you my <laughs> I would love to do that job. There's that whole bit where they're kind of gathered around and they're talking about what they're going to do when they get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the same, then they walk onto the bridge and, you know, but you don't get that, we meet again. No. You, don't, you don't get that moment. You just have, hi, <laughs> <laughs> how are you? Been a while. It's, oh. But we'll save you, don't worry. So there's actually nothing in it for you. If you want to go away, it's okay. You know, if you want to wander off. Um, is there anything redeeming about? We've got, cut, we've got to say one redeeming thing. I mean, the only redeeming the, the thing. The cliffhanger for part one. Yeah, that's and good. The, like the whole like the stew and the, the, the sets tank. look good. It's really good. Yeah, that looks good. But again, the sets ruined because of the lighting. Yeah, um, and like even the stuff like in episode three. By then, time's running out. The Silurians, their heads aren't even tucked into their shells. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like, oh come on! There someone is just, a, can can someone just run over there and just go? There is a real feeling. There in that last part that people are like because it's so static it's just yeah. like just stand there and do the lines we can't yeah. afford to block this out anymore yeah. than we already have and there I, I do get the impression that they're sort of like like Peter doesn't stumble over a line but there's a slight hesitation yeah. in one of the lines kind of later on and you do get the impression that they're really up against it. And, and the budget's clearly gone because the Silurian device is like a mixing bowl yeah. with a load of cotton wool in it and with straws. With some straws coming out of it. Like, yeah, oh, it no. But that's what, it, what is. it is. It's not like saying it kind of looks like that. That's it is exactly it. what it is. <laughs> um, uh, quick couple of questions just thought we'd run through. What's the deal with Ingrid Pitt's character and the other guy? So they're both spies. They're both spies. Okay, cool. And they're going to blow up. The remote control thing for Maddox I thought was quite cool. That's a cool concept. When he's kind of like, yeah. you know, it, it kind of reminded me a bit of um, the high and low um, angels and demons thing yeah. with the remote control. Like, you yeah. know, he's exhausted and he, but he can't stop because his body's telling him to do it. That was kind of cool. The battle computer having to get wired into your head that's didn't, a neat idea. You know, I didn't really get it. No, I didn't get They're it. They're like a key. Like, so yeah. they, they need to have like, they need to make the final moral decision about yes. whether or not to press that yeah. button. But it rests on one person. Yeah. It's well, not very well explained, really. No. I, 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 maybe, I think... If there's a bit earlier on that's it's kind of like, you know, a battle computer is fine, but it can't read between those fine lines of whether or not to push that button. Yeah. That's a cool idea, but it isn't really explored. No. And I don't even know if that is in the script. Yeah. Where it does that. It but... And everyone dies, bar one bloke who's yeah. doing the, the gas pump. Yeah. Like even the commander dies. He gets shot, yeah. but you don't really see it happen. He just sort of suddenly goes, oh, yeah. kills over. Yeah. I mean, like, I'd kill over if I was in this story. It has some of the worst death reaction, like yeah. best things. Oh, it's, I, it's I, awful. When I was a teenager, I was like, oh yeah, this is so cool. You know, Doctor Who ending like, oh, they've all died. But now as an adult, I'm like, this is really miserable. I don't want this at the end of Doctor Who. And this is just grim. And you've got, but you've, you've and not even in like an earth shot way, no, where no, it actually no. has a bit of impact. It's just like oh. and you're feeling an emotion. Yeah, here you're yeah. just like, oh, so that happened, I guess. And and it's like you you've got through that episode, and then the end of it is everyone's dead, and you're just like, oh, what a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> Like, there's nothing redeemable about the situation that they no. end up in at the end either. No. So there is fundamentally very little that to redeem the yeah. story. You know, it, it's 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 just bloody miserable. I think it's I think it's it's probably bottom, if not penultimate, yeah. worst that we've that we've watched. Uh, for I, this I completely so agree. Far. It's it does a disservice to the two very good monsters. You know, proper highlights of one of the best eras of Doctor Who and just shits on them. So, you know, Legend of the Sea Devils, this is why we're watching this story. You bet you've got a lot to live up to. You, I mean, you know, 
nothing can be as bad as this. I mean, if you were going to do a bring back a dog to a monster and you think, oh my God, my God, we might fuck up this really good monster. Oh no, they've already done they, Warriors they, of no, the Deep. We, we, nothing we, can be we, worse. We can't get worse than this. Nothing can be worse. Unless the sea devil whips his knob out and <laughs> jiggles it around. goes, <laughs> what do you think of this? I don't think that it could get any worse. And honestly, even that would be more entertaining than Warriors of the Deep. Thank you very much for watching and listening to the Review of Death, a Doctor Who podcast this week. We'll see you in a fortnight. Not sure what we're reviewing yet. <laughs> no, we got to get over this. But we need, we need some counselling. Yeah. See you later. Cheerio. Bye. <laughs>